1: another clip from my podcast with the weekly rub down the other day, I obviously joined Natty and Wooker on their podcast, the weekly rub down. If you haven't listened to it already, I highly advise you get around it. Some of the best draft content that is out there right now. Uh, we have a deep dive here. The boys call this segment, their happy endings. Uh, and of course we touch on the top five scorers. Uh, we talk about the top five avoids and traps for all three of us. And then the boys asked me a couple of questions. Uh, they asked me about my top rookies, um, uh, my top four this year Uh, they also asked me which I really enjoyed if you could bring any player from the 80s or 90s into your super coach draft team right now who would it be that was a good little laugh and of course if I could give a rub down to any current footballer who would it be and I'm sure you can all guess who that would be a great chat with the boys plenty more content to come here so much more over the next few days thoroughly enjoyed my chat with these fellas as I always do let's kick it off
3: Let's get into Happy Ending. So Happy Ending is normally where Walker and I finish off the listeners. But Guru, I think it's time for you to flip the listeners over and finish them off. I'm, I'm sure you've got soft, supple hands. I think you'd be good at this. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through our top fives in a certain certain categories and then we're going to finish off with some questions. Are you keen? Yeah, mate. Ready to roll. Let's do it. All right. So we're all going to do this. We're jumping in. Top five scorers. Walker, talk to me, son.
2: All right. I think top five um, average for the season will be Munster, Teddy, Cleary, Cook and Little Puppy in
3: order. Yep. And no surprise here because we share a podcast. I'm very much the same. Right, and I'll just add on there that Munster is going to have a fucking season, people. If you haven't heard us heard talk about him, he is going to have a fucking season. Also, I think Lil Pappy is going to have some sort of season as well. Guru, top five. I've, I think you did a top five in one of your podcasts, but it may have changed.
1: Oh, it definitely has changed. And uh, thanks for sharing yours there, B1 and B2. Fuck me. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I've got number one. I've got James Tedesco. Uh, I mean, if it means that he gets goal-kicking for maybe 20 minutes a game, I mean, that's a big plus. I just think Teddy, yeah. he's too hard to go past. Um, he just manages to find points. The amount of games I sit there and watch where he doesn't have a try assist in a half or whatever, and I think, oh, low half from Teddy, I look over and he's on 35 or 40 is just unbelievable. Uh, what average is he going
3: to sit on if he's, goal- if he's doing any sort of goal-kicking?
1: Mate, oh, I'm, I think he's really interesting this year. I mean, obviously Flanagan leaves, there's a new half coming in, but Victor Radley returns. I think he's going to be massive for Teddy. I st- I still think he'll be high 80s, um, but, mate, if he does get that goal kicking, he could push the 90s. And, mate, can, like, can you imagine 18 months ago even talking about someone averaging 90? It just seems fucking astronomical.
3: It's, it's pro- like I keep saying, we're not ready for this. I'm not prepared no. for this mentally not I'm not, prepared. I'm, not pre- I'm not ready to see Tedesco kicking goals because I know I'm not gonna have him in any of the legs that I'm in
2: yeah you, you have to be drafting number one
3: yes yes
2: and like he he's coming off a season 95 average oh, like if he adds the goal kicking for 20 minutes like that's tipping the ton for
3: surely Anyway,
1: what's your number two, Guru? Mate, number two, um, I've gone for Cameron Munster. Uh, You know, I know you boys have already touched on Munster. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. Uh, He's been given the keys to the car now, and I think without Cameron Smith, I think Munster's going to be more dangerous. Uh, I love this Melbourne Storm team. I believe they will go back-to-back this year, and Cameron Munster, he's going to be at the very front of it, I I absolutely love this guy. I mean, when you look at what he did last year and he spent most of the year on one leg uh, away from home, it's just unbelievable, Cameron Munster. And the big thing for me, and maybe I look too far into it, but he's 28 now. He's really coming into his prime. There's there's nothing that Cameron Munster hasn't seen now. I'm really, really excited for this guy. I know you guys are as well. And I, I think there's a legitimate chance that he picks up goal kicking too. I really do.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if he is the top scorer overall at the end of the end of the season. I there's a few things that I like. I like that they've just given him the keys to Storm. And we saw what happened when they gave him the keys to the Maroons. He like oh, I'm I'm telling you, you saw so his best. It, it was so it was amazing. Like I just couldn't believe how well he was playing. And he, he did everything off his own. But there was there was plays there with nothing was going on, and he did everything on his own. And the other thing is obviously a chance to have the, the goal kicking as well, but you touched on that 28 being 28 and you, you listen to a lot of experts in the game, blokes that have played the game in halves both both halfback and 5'8 their maturity peaks around that 27-28 you look at Joey, when he started playing his best footy, it was 27-28 and that's a scary prospect, isn't it?
2: Like uh, I think best is yet to come from him in this season, I think this is going to be his signature year. This is the, this is the season that he'll hang his hat on. And
1: and um, yeah. I think the other thing with the Melbourne Storm and Munster you've got to remember is that you know now they get a full pre-season with the best coach in the game, the best Iron Rugby League to adapt to these rules. It obviously took the Melbourne Storm a couple of weeks to work it out last year because they didn't have a pre-season for it. I mean... Craig Bellamy, he's going to have his head wrapped right around this. I think the other thing for Munster is that, you know, I, I I can't believe losing Cameron Smith is a positive, but I genuinely think it will be a massive positive for this guy. I think that being the running half he is, with a guy like Harry Grant that just gets the team on the front foot, I just think Munster, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm repeating everything you guys have said about him. I'm repeating everything that most people are saying about him. I think it's going to be massive and... As you guys said, if he is number one at the back end, I mean, I won't be shocked in the slightest. 100%. And people are still asking me who's third overall. It's Munster. Yeah. He yeah, averaged
2: 70, like you were saying before, on one league. So yeah. having the full preseason
1: and coming in fully fit, oh, yeah. I knew I'm, we were going to talk
3: better. about this this prick a lot. All right, number three, go, Guru.
1: Mate, I've got Nathan Cleary here and... um. This is a guy I'm not he's probably the one I'm not most confident about. Fuck that was terrible English. Uh in this top five here. I think Penrith Panthers. Aren't you a yeah, not a good one though. I think um <laughs> okay. I think the Penrith Panthers, they will regress a little bit, but this guy with his goal kicking, with his running game, um, I just I can't see him not being right up there. I think he's another one like Teddy that he gets unicorn points as well. They look for opportunities to give points to Nathan Cleary. He's the main kicker in this side. He's starting to play more of both sides of the ruck. Uh, There are a couple of things that worry me with Cleary. I mean, he's coming off a career-high year where, with all due respect to him, at the back end, he didn't achieve anything. He didn't win the M. He didn't win the Grand Final. He didn't win Origin. There is going to be a lot of pressure on him. I think he loses Trent Barrett, which for me, I think it's going to be massive for him. Um, I'm slowly convincing myself out of having him at three, but I also doubted him last year and he was unbelievable. So I've gone with Cleary at three, even though Mate, to some extent, my gut says he will be lower, but I just, I just think he'll be there somehow. We agree with you. We had um, Cleary at
3: three, so let's just move on to four because this is going to be a little bit of a an argument here. Who you got at four,
1: mate? I've got Harry Grant. Um, I'm, uh, I'm so sick of hearing people tell me Brandon Smith's going to play nine. I just think it's so fucking ridiculous. It's beyond belief. The Melbourne Storm. They do not win that grand final last year if Harry Grant is not playing through the centre third. It's as simple as that. For me, yes, Brandon Smith's a fantastic nine. For me, though, he's a selfish nine, and I think Craig Bellamy is well aware of that. Um, I think he runs at the wrong time. I just think he's strong enough to be able to get an edge on it, mate. Harry Grant, he is he's the best nine in the game. He's the best running nine in the game. I just cannot see chance that he doesn't play 80 minutes. He is so far above where Brandon Smith is. And Brandon Smith is probably a top three hooker in the game. But the gap between Harry Grant and the next best, I think it is astronomical, to be honest with you. I know people love Damian Cook, and I get that. But I'm telling you, you, you haven't even seen the best out of Harry Grant. You've seen him in the most dysfunctional system, playing behind a house forward pack, playing under half a coach as Craig Bellamy is. I think it could be anything for Grant.
3: Look and I totally agree with you. I am a massive fucking fan of Grant. I think and as a as a guy that's played Hooker most of his uh B C D E grade footy.
1: Is that um, Saturday no, nights, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
3: he is he's he's one of the best, right? So uh, look, I totally agree with you there. Thing that gets me hard about Cook right is the game. Is the is the fast-paced game. Not only that Murray coming into 13. I think that adds to Cook's game as well. The other thing I like about Cook is people are big on Grant. I think Grant goes before Cook in a lot of drafts. And that that presents value to me. I think I would probably take Grant first. Had the choice. But I think in most leagues, people are going to take him before me anyway. And I just think that's massive value for Cook. I think the Bunnies... I've got bets on them to to win the premiership because of value. I think I think they've got a fantastic side. I think they'll be there when the whips are cracking. I think they'll be there in the big dance. Melbourne's a great chance to go back to back, but I think they'll probably have to battle um, Rabbitohs in the grand final. And I just think Cook in this new game. I think I don't think we've seen the best of him. I think we will see the real Cook in this new fast paced high octane game um, I don't know it's 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 really hard for me because I love them both but I just think for me that tips cook over the edge of the value that I'll get because of Grant there's so much fucking hype over him does that make sense
2: yeah but the thing that gets me with Grant is like he's coming from being the guy between him and Marshall they were the two attacking prongs of the Tigers team nothing else happened outside of that really um for that team whereas he's coming into a Melbourne outfit where I think he's going to take on a bit more of a distribution role he's attacking output's going to going to um be down slightly he's going to have more attacking threat with um with options left and right granted but I just don't think that um it's not, he's not going to be jumping that much higher than he was last season. I think it. I think a lot of things like level out, um, give and take between um, what opportunities he had at the Tigers with being in everything, and then with the um, with the Storm with just having that great system and the great options um, for pet personnel. I think a lot of the ball is going to get called away from him by both Hughes and uh, well Hughes Papenhausen and End. And Munster, so look, he's he's possibly going to get a lot of like um, try contributions,
1: but maybe
3: the tries assist drop a little bit. This is a perfect shoey moment,
1: boys. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to disagree with everything both of you have just said. I, from what <laughs> um, I've gathered, mate, I I've got. Nearly everyone I speak to has got Damien Cook in front of Harry Grant because they're worried about Brandon Smith. I think Grant is the man that you can get I've value you, on.
3: Got, I don't I've care about zero, Brandon Smith.
2: I've got zero worries yeah, I about get, Brandon Smith I'm, eating his minutes. No, 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 mate, I
3: all, get, all I can, do is, is try and is locked locked convince him, people of that. 80 that's 80 that's all I've been minutes. doing. No, I'm, 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 taking, I'm taking Grant 80 minutes versus Cook 80 minutes, and I'll tell you, Cook will average more.
1: Mate, to, p- people are asking me all the time, who are the value picks if I'm 8 to 10? I say Harry Grant, and the, the first question every fucking time is, what about Brandon Smith? I, no, I, no, he's not, a, he's not a hooker. Oh, he's Mate, a... oh, I'm, I'm not arguing with you, but I'm telling you, that's the general perception I'm getting from everyone I talk to, and I cannot believe it. I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall. I, I think you're undervaluing how much people are worried about Brandon Smith, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah, well, that's not an issue for us. Like, if you're listening to this, don't worry about Brandon Smith. He's going to play lock when he comes off the bench. He's not going to play Hooker. Fucking Harry Grant's going to get 80 minutes. Please take that to the bank. But what we're saying here is we're having a conversation between two 80-minute Hookers who could have their career seasons. And this is a really hard decision. And I'm taking Cook. Hooker's taking Cook. Let's put a shoeie on
1: it, Guru. Done. What the that Harry Grant's yeah. going to score more than Cookie?
3: Average. Yeah, average more at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, gone, done, sweet. Done. So
3: you got to do it live on your page, obviously.
1: Brilliant. Done and done.
3: dusted. Now that doesn't get better than that. That's a good shoey there, people. Oh, it's it's
2: scary that like Grant's so young and He's so- he can he can go so much better.
1: It's it's scary. Mate, I, I think I understand the argument about being a ball distributor, but, mate, you don't get the best running nine in the game under these current rules and tell him just to pass it off the deck behind that forward pack. I I think people are still sleeping on Harry Grant, to be honest with you. I, I don't think people understand the running game he's got yet, but we'll see how it unfolds. how I'm, I'm happy nope. to back him in against Cookie.
3: We're not sleeping on him at all. It might be seventy six average versus seventy five. Do you know what I mean? Like we're it's going to be we're, a big we're fucking high on Grant as well. And do you know what I mean? Uh, look, if Murray was named on the edge, that might be enough for me to go nah, Grant's the man. Do you know what I mean? I think I think Murray is really linked to Cook's points. I think they they're gonna link well together this year. So it's gonna be an interesting one. I'm, I'm big on both of them. I, I, I think I think if you're like five to eight, you should be taking one of these two.
1: Mate, I, I'm telling you, I reckon Harry Grant can get close to an 80 point average here. I really do. He's, mate, the amount of games here that he hasn't played 80 minutes for, that he's played 60 odd, was just ridiculous. Uh, he scored three tries last year, mate. I guarantee you he scores at least six. Um, Mate, there's, there's one, two, three... There's like four or five games where he's got no attacking stats in, like no try assists or anything in, mate. And look at the Pelicans he was throwing the fucking ball to. Look at the Pelicans that he's, scooping, he's scooting the ball off their hit-ups. So, I mean, it's going to be a different game in Melbourne, I'm telling you. I, I am very confident on this, year I cannot wait. All right, all right,
3: mate. Well, keep going with your top lock
1: five. It, lock it in. Lock it in. All right, number four... Uh, no, number five, actually. Uh, this one... A tough one for me. I think it's a bit of a punt, but I I believe that he will lock down eighty minutes in this Roosters team. I've got Angus Crichton. Um I think with Victor Adley missing sorry, with Boyd Cordner missing the start of the season, I'm expecting Angus Crichton to play eighty minutes there. And I think Angus is on the edge of being one of the, if not the best forward in our game, to be honest with you.
3: Massive on him, mm-hmm. and we've already got a, a shoey on this. Uh, Walker and I. He's Walker's on uh, Mato, and I'm on Angus for that. Oh, uh, how
1: good, Natty! Yeah, brother. <laughs> Fuck, easy, you'd want to buy easy. some new shoes, Walker. I'm telling you.
3: Easy win, brother. Easy win. So, look, I, th- I think people know where we stand on Angus. I'm, I'm massive on him. Um, he's one of the best line runners in the game, and I don't care what position you are. He is the best at it. And I think it doesn't matter who is playing half next to him, they're going to give him early ball and they're going to give him great ball and he's going to score a lot of tries. So, look, I like that. I like that play. And that's sort of like Little Papi versus Angus. And that's a hard one. I don't know. It could go either way there. Well, again, Cook versus Grant and Lil Papi versus Angus, That's 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 hard. It could go either way.
2: Yeah, I think with the goal kicking, it kind
3: of tips a little bit in the puppy's favour. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yep. All right, boys, we we're going to do value plays, but Guru doesn't want to do that because he doesn't want to um... – Reveal his secrets to the other boys in his league. So,
1: boys, I've got a premiership to win. I'm not going to apologize to you. (laughs) Uh, I feel no sympathy for you whatsoever. I know there's about 11 lemons from my comp that are listening to this, waiting to see where I get my value picks, and they are locked in the vault.
3: So I thought, fuck (laughs) it, Wooker and I aren't going to do it either. So we'll move on. Let's go into our top five avoids and traps. So, Wooker, kick it off, brother.
2: So, I've got BMoz as the as the top one, just because he had such a devastating season last year. It, there's kind of... Because he's lost to CTW as well, there's kind of nowhere to the, go. Yeah,
3: the fullback, you mean?
2: The, the fullback, sorry, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like there's definitely a ceiling for where how good he can go. And, look, he's he's not... He's getting on. What is he? He's an old 30, man. He's, 30,
3: old. he's 34 now, isn't he? He's not going to last the season. He won. not yeah.
2: And he's already spent a little bit of time on the sidelines last season. So if you do pick him up, you've got to have a handcuff with the Kabalu. So it's kind of like a two-player, um, two-player play. So yeah, I, I see him as a bit of a trap, um, especially for the price that you're paying for him. Yeah, big
3: time. Um,
2: what, what, what do you think, Guru?
1: Uh Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not one to ever doubt Brett Morris. I think he scored. His fair share of tries last year, but I mean, are the Roosters going to stop stop scoring tries? Is he going to stop no. being reliable? I I can understand having him on this list, but I think that there's other guys on your list that I think are going to be much bigger traps. To be honest with you,
2: absolutely. But um, yeah, I just think for the, like at he's his, at, average, his yeah. at his average, he is a huge liability. Like if I, if I'm because he's he's up towards the average of Nofo. And I think Nofo does him for um, for base um, this season. Anyway, on to the next one. Um, I've got Corey Allen. So he had an absolute flyer at the back end of last season. He was on the end of everything that um, Cody Walker was throwing. And, look, he's going into a different, different club with different um, different abilities. Obviously, he's taken the full-back spot, so that's, that's great. But... Look,
3: he doesn't have Cody Walker feed him. He doesn't
2: have Cody Walker feed him across the line. So yeah, for me I just feel like that sixty average that he's coming into the season with, he's not going to get that. Um any any Oh he's Sorry. a guy
1: that yeah, I I think sixty is definitely overs, but I'm a big believer in Trent Barrett. I think this system is going to score more tries this year. You're right. I don't think he'll score upwards of 60, but if he's a, I I still don't think he's a terrible option having your side, to be honest with you. I think that they've got some really good strike outside backs in that club now. And I think Corey Allen could be decent. I I reckon he drops to maybe a 50, 55, but I I don't think he'll drop as much as what people are expecting to be honest with you. Do
2: you you think um, Barrett's, a better attacking coach or overall
1: coach? Uh, I think he's a better attacking coach, uh, and yeah. I think, I think mate, mate, the amount of games that Canterbury lost last year by. 4 to 6 points was fucking ridiculous. Like there was a couple of times where they they got completely washed out, but there was a lot of close games that they lost and I think if they can add one or two tries which I believe Trent Barrett can do. He's got a lot of talented little ball players there. He's probably short a hooker, that's the thing I'm worried about, but mm. I definitely think they can score more points there and I I think anyone that wants to not credit Trent Barrett at all to what Nathan Cleary did last year, I think they're absolutely kidding themselves. Oh,
3: they're, yeah. a guts, they're a gutsy team um, the, the dogs aren't they and the thing that I found with the dogs last year is like they got themselves in good attacking positions but their fifth tackle options were just so poor and they fucked it up again and again and again so hopefully with Flano in there and Avrilos he's got some skill with the ball as well I, I hope that like they, they can start turning those attacking positions into points
1: I also think though that Adam Elliott is a massive loss. I know we spoke about Josh Jackson, that he could do really well at lock, but he doesn't have the same ball playing ability of Adam Elliott. That is a little bit of a worry for me as far as their attack goes. It kind of yeah.
2: stunts, stunts the, those options through the middle. Um, so number three, I've got Luke Garner. So he, he kills it whenever he plays, but um, just Madge is just not a fan. Um, yeah, no, and- no one's
3: a fan of Luke Garner. This is... This is no good. Move on.
2: Yeah. Um, Kurt, Kurt Mann is definitely one. Um, this just is inter- we just we just don't know where he sits in the team. I think he gets the center spot.
3: And this is um, interesting, Walker, isn't it?
2: Well, yeah. Like I think he'll still do a job even if he is on the bench as utility. But what he was doing last season, he was straight ahead of so many other uh, so many other of the jewels out there. And You'd be paying overs for him, and without knowing, even after the first few um, trials, you don't really know where he's going to land in that team come um, Teamless Tuesday. So, huge risk.
3: Kurtman is an interesting one for me because it can be a void, and it can also be a value play later oh, in the draft. Because absolutely. I never even thought about him playing center until you brought it up a couple of podcasts ago, Walker, and like props for you for bringing that up. Like, man, he would be great in the centre spot. I mean, I know they've got a lot of depth in in the back line there, but I feel like you've got to have him somewhere in that team. And I don't know, like, Guru, what do you think about Kurt Mann playing centre for the Newcastle
1: Knights? Mate, I I named my Knights best 1-17 to 17, uh, maybe a week or two ago. I think it was last week. And I, I did have him at right centre and... Look, for me, Mm. yeah, mate, I I just think he's too good not to have in this footy side, but I don't think he'll play six. I mean, I I just can't see them letting Blake Green go at 33-34, bringing him back post-ACL, putting him in the leadership team. There's rumors swirling everywhere he's going to be the skipper. I just can't see him not being in the starting team, Blake Green. And where does that leave Kurt Mann? Like, you're going to have Conor Watson already running around in 13. You've got Braley running around at nine. You've got Tex Hoy floating around the squad. I just think they're going to have to plug Kurt Man somewhere. And, you know, it, it's no secret here. Obviously, if you're playing centre at the Newcastle Knights and you're not playing left centre, fuck, that stings you a lot, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be one to watch. It's, it's definitely...
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: I just mean him playing center. I'm I'm big on him. I like I, I, I he starts coming into my contentions when I'm drafting.
1: The only thing I that worries me still about still him playing the- center as well is that it's a harder defensive position and I think over the last 18 months Kurt man he improved out of sight in defence but oh, yeah. defending at centre and defending at 5'8 yeah. it's very different it's you've specialist. got a back rower next to you fuck it's easier I mean defending yeah. mm. at centre that is a tough gig and teams will have you're him out, nailed down almost. oh mate he's got spot defender written, written on his forehead there like it's gonna be a tough gig
3: yeah
1: he is an interesting one
3: alright Walker, we'll what's your last one mate Lucky last is Paddy Carrigan. Um,
2: similar to similar to what we were talking about with um, a few of the teams, especially like the Raiders, Broncos have a lot of mouths to feed, especially when all of them are fully fit and back from um, suspensions and injury. I just don't know where he sits in the team and what the rotation looks like for the Bronx. I mean, coming into the trial this week, we've got TPJ in at uh, lock and we've got Paddy um, number eight, I think. Yeah. Yep. So, does that mean that he's in the front row rotation, or when Haas comes back, does he move back to lock, and then TPJ moves to moves to an edge, or moves to the bench? Like, th- there's a too many questions for what price you're putting out there. Yeah. My opinion.
3: Yeah, 100. I, I totally agree. I'll, we'll talk. Talk. I've got him in my avoids as well, so we'll touch on him when I go through mine. So my avoids and traps are. Number one, David Fafita. I just think everyone's all over this guy's dick and he's way too reliant on attacking stats. And I don't know whether Titans can give him those attacking stats. You really need to know how to use David Fafita to get the best out of him. And where people will draft him is not where I'm prepared to draft him. So I think that's a trap there. Number two, Pat Carrigan. He's going to have reduced minutes. I mean, he averaged something like, off the top of my head, just say it's, he averaged 70. Yeah, 69, I think. Yeah, 69. His base stats were 68. So he's got zero attack. Bring those minutes down to 50-55. You're going to get a 50-55 player. So you don't draft Pat Carrigan at his 2020 average. No foe. I just don't see the Tigers doing well this year. I just don't see Nofo having the tries with the attacking stats that he had last year. I think he falls back to the pack. I think he's similar to a guy like To'o. So um, if you can get To'o maybe one or two rounds later, that's massive value. Mick Morgan's another guy with that shoulder injury and the... um, the infection he had with it um the nr physio brian was talking about it. he's way off him because of that um that infection so that just cemented it for me uh, i i think he's going to be more of a game organizer than actually doing things in the side so i'm not on him either and then my last guy is josh papali so i'm not big on front row forwards and i'm Definitely not big on front row forwards that are reliant on attacking stats. Josh Papali already has low minutes and he's very reliant on tries and attacking stats and he's just one guy I just wouldn't have in my side and there's there's guys that they're going to draft him round three, round four and that's ludicrous. Yeah, and Sticky loves to give him a bit of a rest. Yeah, big time, big time. Alright Guru, give us your avoids.
1: Uh, Mate, my avoid number one, David Nofaluma. I think he is the biggest avoid by far and away. Where he's going to be sitting on your draft day, the average next to his name, I just think it's far too high for a team that, for me, they're only going backwards. Uh, No Benji Marshall is a massive hit for him. I just, I wouldn't be going anywhere near David Nofaluma. Personally, I'd let one of your pelicans that looks at averages take an offer and just let him fucking die in that graveyard over with whoever the dickhead is that takes him. I think... You're just happy not to see him in the top eight, to be honest with you. Let someone else take him. Uh, Number two, a guy that I'm a bit surprised that he hasn't been mentioned is Jazz from the New Zealand Warriors. Um, The way that I see this team lining up, I think they will go with Katoa on one edge. I think they'll have Ben Murdoch, Masilla on the other. I think Tohu Harris will play 13. And I think uh, the music's going to stop in the New Zealand Warriors camp. And I don't think Jazz is going to have a seat, to be honest with you. I think he's going to play a little bit of dummy half. Uh, with Wade Egan. They're saying 80 minutes. I'll talk about him soon. I don't think he will. So I think Jazz, I think he's going to be a big trap and he's a guy that I've been huge on for years. His numbers are unbelievable, but I just don't think the minutes are going to be there.
2: Offload machine and like I, I'm, I'm huge on him, but there's too much chatter out of there that yeah, um, Terry's moving that lock and yeah, putting all their money, what, putting all of their cards on BMM.
1: And, mate, the reality is, Toe Harris, like, he wore 12 last year. He played so much at 13, it wasn't even funny last year. Like, I'm just, I'm really worried about Jazz this year. And the rumors are that he's leaving at the back end of the season too. So, I mean, there's a lot of young front rowers there, a, a lot of middle forwards there and, you know, your sirenans your Murchies. I just think Jazz, he could be the big loser in this side. And it kills me to say that because I'm a huge fan of him.
3: But your next one's funny. <laughs>
1: Luke Brooks, yeah, I,
3: I can't even like. I, is anyone even fucking looking at this guy? Oh like, mate,
1: I, I've had a heap of messages. About, I've had that many messages about this guy because it's his team now. Um, I've had a mm, lot of people message please. me that, you know, oh they've got James Roberts, they've signed Joe Offerengawi. I and you know, it's, to me, it seems fucking delusional. But the amount of questions I'm answering about Luke mm. Brooks has really knocked me over. I I think this <laughs> guy. I but I, I also think that. At some point in your draft, there's going to be a rush of halfbacks. They're going to go. There's not many good ones out there. I think that people are going to eventually get to Luke Brooks. And I mean, I'm just looking at his average now. I imagine it wouldn't be awful. I mean, um, oh, it would be in the 30s, surely. Well, mate, it's it's a 44 average in a team that went terrible last year. I mean, if people do think the Tigers are going to improve with James Roberts and these sort of guys, I mean, people they seem. Won't. Oh, no, no, mate! Oh, I have no doubt they won't. I've been saying they will get the spoon for months, but I think this is a guy that people think, oh, he's been waiting until it's his team and he's going to do well. I just, yeah. I just can't see it, and oh, I'm glad you guys yeah. agree with me.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'd like seriously not even looking at him. I mean, if he's even on my bench, no.
2: If he get if he gets picked up in like any any position in your draft by anyone. I'd be surprised Like I drafted today And no one picked him up It's um, Yeah Definitely Definitely wonderful No player.
3: one cares about your draft It's a shit draft that <laughs> shit. That's shit. Oh mate Like, like no in a
1: thing. In in a combo like mine though Where it's a 14 man draft I mean yeah. there, There's I mean, not 14 halfbacks Out there In reality Yeah uh, yeah, mate.
3: there's not blokes drafting Aiden Tolman in their first round <laughs> and stuff like that, so it might be different with a league that actually knows what they're doing.
1: Poor bastard drafted Cam McInnes, number one, and it wasn't in his top 16 worst picks.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> mate, Stop number
3: four. It, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have any bearing. Boys, no, number, four,
1: number four, I had Kurt Mann. We've obviously spoken about him, another guy that I think – uh, could quite easily not have a seat at this party. Uh, so much ability coming off. I mean, was Kurt Mann a top 20 player last year? I thought he was unbelievable, to be honest with you. Uh, Sexy as fuck. Yeah, mate, just incredible. I, I had him in my team, and, I, mate, there's a, that's a, actually one of the funniest things. As I said on draft day, we do these roast videos, and everyone said to me, why'd you take Kurt Mann? And I, I honestly sat there and looked at him and went, yeah, maybe I fucked up here. I don't know about Kurt Mann. That could be a mistake, <laughs> mate. He turned out to be a top three player for me. He was unbelievable. uh this year, though, I mean, you're going to be waiting, I think, on two or three injuries for Kurt Mann to be relevant again. I, yeah, I'm very worried about him. Same as Jazz. I just don't think there's a spot for him in this side. Even if he is at right centre, I mean, fuck. I t- it's not great real estate compared to the left centre there at Newcastle Knights. Yeah. So, yeah, um, right. my last man is Wade Egan. Uh, this is a guy that, I absolutely loved him coming through the Penrith system when he when he finally got his shot for Penrith. I made a post saying how good he was going to go and I said, "Oh, he'll he'll score 55 points on his head here and he would have scored 30 and then he scored a dog shit try." So, I I sort of avoided a lot of backlash there and it was an absolute miracle. Um I just don't think I don't think he's going to play 80 minutes. I think even if he does, he's going to be a 45-point hooker. Um, I just think that a lot of people are hearing 80-minute hooker. There's obviously not many of them around, and I think people are going to go on Wade, Wade Egan a little bit earlier than they should. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, my God, look at the size of their forward pack. Egan's going to do amazing things. I'm sorry he's not. I really don't think he is. I've spoken to guys in the Warriors camp, and I know that they're not confident about him playing 80 minutes. They've they've been using Bailey Siren in there as well. They've been using Jazz there. I just... I think this is a this whole eighty minute chat is a knee jerk reaction to uh, Lawton getting injured. Personally, if Lawton was there, I'm sorry, is he not the starting nine? Oh, I love he'd have, Lawton. would have to do. Uh... They, yeah, they've gone from having their bench hooker to now. I oh, know he's eighty minute hooker. It'll be fine. Like fuck, please.
3: Yeah. Actually, like, I would never take any hooker from the Warriors. I mean, you just talked about Jazz Tavaga maybe rotating through the hooker spot as well. I just think it's just too many uncertainties there. And, yeah, mate, well, there's one, one, of the,
2: one of the biggest benefits of Tavaga's game is his, is his, is his runner game because he has the offload. You take that away when he's dummy half, what's he worth?
1: Yeah, mate, and I, I reckon this Warriors back row is going to be so good that it's going to force them to use Jazz somehow and I think it's going to be at hooker and I think it's going to ruin Egan and Jazz at the same time. They're they're both big traps for me.
3: Well, mate, you've made me second think the old Jazz to Vega, the old Jazz hands because I'm big on him, but I'll... Yeah, you make some very good points there, Guru. Now, let's move into some questions just for you, Guru. Now, the first one I want to ask you... Look, the i love your page i love everything about it but the big thing that i love about what you're good at is touting rookies i feel like you've got your finger on the pulse when it comes to rookies coming up through the grades i feel like every time you say this guy's going to be good he usually is look your draft contact content is rubbish unless i'm on it <laughs> but when you, when you when you talk when you're talking about rookies i think you're onto it so give us your top rookies
1: uh, mate, I, I will say this that I, you know, I watch a lot of New South Wales Cup, a lot of Queensland Cup, and this year it's especially hard because, of course, that didn't exist last year. So it's realistically been eighteen months since we've seen these tier two guys. So this year is really hard for it, and I, I'm in my comp. I know I'm going to lose a bit of an advantage this year because it really is a bit of a lottery. But two guys that I really like, one's coming out of the Manly system, and you know, I'm not the only one talking about this guy. I think everyone knows he's going to be a star. Is Josh Schuster. Um, for me in Super Coach, I think he's going to wear jersey fourteen for Manly, but I also think it's a matter of time until poor old Kieran Foran gets injured, and when he does, this kid's going to come in, and I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. I think he can win Rookie of the Year from jersey fourteen. To be honest with you, I I have got nice. I hold this kid very highly.
3: Nice, I like that That is a massive big balls call I like that man, I like
1: that I just think he's going to have so much impact He's got, he, he's a lot like Dylan Brown But with a better running game He's sort of got that mature head on him For a young footballer I think. I think he's going to be fantastic to work with DCE And the thing I love about him Like Dylan Brown again He is confident as fuck It is borderline arrogant And that's what you need coming into first grade for me
3: Yeah, nah, I'm, mate Lovely. Anyone else you got for us?
1: Mate, there's one more that I really like. I did mention him earlier. Uh Jackson Ford out of the St George Illawarra Dragons. I think uh this guy can lock down 80 minutes on the edge for the Dragons and this is a guy that I have watched a lot of cup footy with. Um and we haven't seen his attacking upside yet in first grade for me. I think he's got a lot more to offer and I think that he'll score a couple of meat pies this year and really surprise a lot of people. He's come across as sort of just a, a hard-working back rower with who just makes tackles and just takes hit-ups without much upside. Mate, he's got so much more to offer, and I, I'm really excited for him this year. I, I do wish he was in a different footy side, but he's got to have to work with what he's got at St. George, and he's a guy that I'm really excited for.
3: I love Ford, and the reason why I love Ford is... so. Towards the back end of the last season, I lost a bet and I lost Tyson Frizzell in that bet because in our league we bet players. So I lost Tyson Frizzell, but I picked up Jackson Ford off free agent or something like that. And for the last few rounds, Ford averaged more than Tyson Frizzell.
1: Yeah, he was playing lock forward. I had him in my side too. He was unreal.
3: So, I actually gained. So, I lost Tyson Frizzell, but I actually gained points. And I just, I think that holds a special place in my heart. I was like, fuck, I love you, Ford. You're the best. (laughs) So, I'm with you, man. I'm big on him.
1: There's one more guy we haven't, that I haven't got written down here. And I'm not sure if he'll start the season, but I, and I I know he's young, but I, and a lot of people are already talking about him. uh, This Reese Walsh out of the Brisbane Broncos, Mm, he's a kid with a lot of ability. Um, I think that he would be more suited to the Broncos system than Jermaine Osako at fullback. I think Osako's is a better winger than he is fullback anyway, but I'm not sure if they're going to throw this kid into the firing line. As I said, I'm expecting the Broncos to lose their first couple of games. I think they play Parramatta round one. I can't see them getting the job done there. Um, and I just think if they lose their first two or three games before Haas and Stags walk back into the building, we could be looking at another shit storm there and, This is where a kid like Reese Walsh could appear, and I think he's going to do really good things.
3: Yeah, look, he looked very good in that trial. Everyone was just all over his dick. So, yeah, no, not not a bad call. All right, bro, give us your top four in the NRL at the end of the season.
1: Uh, Mate, you ready for a uh, scoop of vanilla ice cream? I've got the Melbourne Storm, (laughs) the Sydney Roosters, the Canberra Raiders, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, I actually had... Seagulls going extremely close to making this uh, no turbo. but yeah no I turbo see. I just can't yeah. do it. Uh, Who's in the GF for you? I've got Melbourne Storm they will defeat the Canberra Raiders for me uh, the Rabbitohs were extremely hard to leave out I just think this Raiders side you've got Josh Hodgson with his back against the wall he's got a lot to prove this season uh, you've got two running halves you've got the best forward pack in the comp for me. You've got the best reserve grade forward pack in the comp for me. I really like this side. I think George Williams. He's going to have a massive season this year.
3: I think the Storm beat the South uh, in the grand final. I think I think there's a lot of teams that aren't going to be keep going to be able to keep up with South's backline. I think there's going to be points coming hard and fast out of that fucking backline. So I think they make it to the GF and just. The storm with that experience and that gameplay, I think they get it over them. Walker, what do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon
2: the Raiders actually do it against the Panthers. So,
3: yeah. Um, raiders Panthers grand final.
1: Yeah,
2: look, I, I think a lot of people are saying that um, Panthers are going to take a backwards step this season. But, look, they've got a great squad. They've lost a, a bit of motor at the front, but they've got two really really good young um, forwards to take Tamar's place, Tamo's place. And they've got on who's brought in as well. So I don't really see a massive loss in the, on the platform that's going to be laid for the team. Most of their players are, are coming in fresh as well. So no injury concerns. And what we've spoken about the depth that the Raiders have across mm-hmm. the park. Yeah. Um, the one the one issue is a bit of their depth in the back line. That's a concern. Um, and that's probably going to be the, the defining thing towards the end of the season is guys like Rapana and Croker... Whether they can make the full season, um, because they've obviously had their niggles over the past couple of years.
3: Okay, mate. Raiders beat Panthers. We yeah, get yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Christ. All right. Fuck All right, don't need, you guys. We, you
1: guys waffle we, on. Give we me don't.
3: A we don't need to hear their fucking full life story. The whole starting thirteen. Jesus.
1: Well, Corolla's right. quite enjoying it, mate.
3: <laughs> All right. Let's get into some fun questions here. So, if you could put any player from eighties nineties into your draft team, Guru,
1: who would it be? Uh, mate, for me, I've got three names here. Uh, there's probably two standouts. So the the third name I had, um, you know, 80s and 90s, I guess I could take him from the very late 90s. He played most of his career in the 2000s. But Craig Fitzgibbon, I think he would be unbelievable. Uh, the oh, amount of tackles kicking. he used to make, mm. goal-kicking forward. In a mm. team where he would normally bag eight or nine tries in a season anyway, I, I think Fitz, would be unreal. But for me... The two guys, and they're two of my most favorite players ever, shock me, two guys that were ball-playing locks. Uh, I would have Brad Fittler. He would be one for me. Um, Freddie was just unbelievable. Uh, Amount of times, you know, Freddie could just pull anything out of the bag at any moment. I mean, you're talking line break assists. My God, if Freddie isn't the king of it, I will give it away. Uh, The other man that I would have is Bradley Clyde, uh, one of my favorite forwards of all time. For me, still the best lock forward we've ever seen. Um, an incredible player. The The work rate that Bradley Clyde had was unbelievable. I, you know, I, I remember growing up and hearing my old man talk about this guy, and I remember him, like, pointing at the TV and going, I'll watch this. And the team would kick over the Canberra Raiders' heads, and he'd say, watch that man there. And the ball would go over his head. And every single time, Bradley Clyde would be the first one to take the hit up back. He was just – he had this unbelievable motor that, mate, it's, just, it's a wet dream for Supercoach, I think.
3: I love your call on Fitzgibbon because Definitely. when you when you when you think back to how many fucking goals Fitzgibbon like kicked, plus the the amount of runs because he was he was a super heavy base guy as well. He loved to have a hit up. I think we're talking better than Corey um, Corey
1: Parker. Corey
3: yeah. Parker, like oh, mate, quite possibly the god the god of Super Coach Fitzgibbon would be.
1: Mate, he he was unbelievable, Fitzy. He could just. He could just do everything. And as I said, mate, he was no stranger to the trial line either. Like, I'm having a look at his stats now. I mean, he's, he scored almost 50 tries in his career. For a back rower, it's pretty impressive. That's up like there with Beaver, isn't it? Oh, mate. Well, yeah, It's.
3: I guess Jeez. so. It's kind of... He, he's only
1: about 100 short, but uh, he was still a very <laughs> Imagine, handy try scorer. Jeez, <laughs> a guy that I didn't
3: even think about having beaver. in the draft team, the yeah. Beaver. Wow. Yeah, I, I think... Well, we'll uh, go, give, us, give us someone... From the 80s and 90s In your draft
2: team uh, I've got a couple um, Terry Madison Oh Yes on, I like go on, that Gone left field go, yeah, Goal like kicking that. back row Yep yep. Um, Lions. I reckon oh, he, he, He'd, he'd like be that. up He'd be up and down But my god When he's on He's on
3: Yeah I like same,
2: same, same with Langer
3: yeah, I it, like definitely Terry Madison is, is a nice one. Terry Madison's really good. All right, guys, can you can you try and guess who I would put in my team from the 80s and 90s? Uh, Greg Florimo. Thank you very much. Uh, Mat- Matty Sears. Put him yes. in, Greg Florimo. Now, another ball-playing lock for you. <laughs> <guru. sighs> can do absolutely anything, Greg Florimo. I'm telling you, he'd probably average 120.
1: No, nah, mate, <laughs> he could play one hell of a footballer. Absolutely,
3: no, uh, no, no disagreement there. I've got, I've got, I've got a game of him. His in '97 when he absolutely fucking destroys Manly Seagulls. It's my favourite game of all time, and I'm gonna break it down and I'm gonna work out how much Super Coach points he gets in that game because I don't know. It could be up upwards of two hundred. I reckon. Lock it in. All right. What do we got next? Uh, if you could rub down any NRL player, who would it be, Guru? We um, ask all our guests this. Who would it be?
1: Uh, mate, for me, I'd have two of them. One of them would be Matty Moylan, as we've spoken about. I would be worried on a rub down. I could do his hamstring, though, so I'd probably leave him out in the foyer. And for me, it has to be my favorite ball-playing lock, Victor Radley. I just think he is uh, like no one else in the game right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, no,
3: nah, fair call. Cool. Yeah. I'll pay that Radley mate. Oh, look, it's been a long and hard and deep rub. And we thank you very much for coming on Guru. Last um, chance to plug whatever you got coming up for the Guru podcast,
1: mate. Oh mate, plenty coming up. We've got, uh, we've got Finchie joining us on Tuesday. Spoke to him the other night, have a good chat, a season preview with Finchie uh, talking about all of his predictions for the season coming up. Uh, and then, mate, we've just got daily content. We've got uh, probably six or seven podcasts coming every day at the moment during the week. So really exciting time leading up to the season. Uh, just looking to be, you know, the one-stop shop for NRL fans uh, on the podcast platform. So really exciting time, mates. very, very exciting
3: such a content slut
1: and we love it
3: get around it it's very good we love you mate thank you very much for coming on um it's always good when you come look this is the rep side of draft dribble
1: isn't
3: it it? oh mate it's harder to get out
1: of these rep sides than to get in them and i've learned that the hard way
3: (laughs) you'll never get out of this one mate you'll never get out of this one all right mate thanks for coming
1: on i appreciate it boys have a good one good luck on draft day